We wish to advise that Simone accidentally recorded her track for this episode with the computer mic. Subsequently, her track sounds a bit like shit. Donctini strives for excellence in podcasting, and we assure you this will not happen again. If you have any further complaints on this matter, you are welcome to speak them into a man's penis. 97X. Bam! The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode number 58. On today's show, Simone reads the original pitch for the new Nickelback video starring George Costanza. Stephanie showed David gay porn while he was eating and lived to tell about it. And the joys of repeatedly texting a wrong number are discussed. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong great, thank you. It's uh, incredibly hot here still. I've, I've moved, I've actually moved the studio this week. Uh, <laughs> I'm now in the bedroom because that's where the air conditioner is. Oh my is. god. That's yeah, fine. so I just, yeah, Greg doesn't like, like, dismantling the office when he's here, but he's away, so um, I moved the computer and the, the Dong studio. Yeah. So, anyway, so it's hotter than hell here, but anyway, but I'm, I'm great. I, I'd rather it this than cold. Um, now, you and I were talking during the week about um, uh, this thing, this concept, and then I named it the fuck threshold. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you were talking about when you were hanging out with Peter Rollins the other day about when the word fuck was introduced to the conversation. So do you yeah. care to uh, elaborate on that? <laughs> He, probably, he might not like me talking about this, but he probably will never hear it, so I'm fine with going on right ahead. But, um, so we, you know, he's, he's Irish, right? And um, I was, like, singing some kind of Snoop Dogg lyric to him. I was like, yeah, every time I go, you know, he's saying he likes rap, and I go, every time I walk into work on Monday, I always sing that Snoop Dogg, guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth. So he thought that was really super funny. Like, way too funny. And then um, the next time I saw him, he was talking about some kind of mutual type person that we know on Twitter. I go, that fucking asshole! And then he, like, immediately was was open with saying, like, fuck, fuck, fuck. But it was just when it was in front of me and David. Like, he was talking like right. a typical normal Irishman. <laughs> but then whenever anyone else came around, he was, like, really on good behavior. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it's, def- but- it's definitely a thing where you, you're, you're figuring out when you can start saying it with somebody, you know? Yeah. Like, when you... Especially with work people. That's... I think that's a... Because you've really got to keep a certain a certain guard up with your, with your co-workers. Yes. So, I never say it at work. Well, in front of anybody. But I know Yeah. That what about to, uh, to Jose? I mean, surely... Yeah, Jose. And I, yeah, that's all we say. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No that's the thing. You've got to find that... That, that common ground with a person, you know? So, like, my bosses have said it, and, um, and wow. I thought my bosses were pretty proper, and I, I, you know, I would never have sworn in front of them, and then, um, and then somebody else told me, oh, yeah, one of them used to swear a lot, but they were, like, swearing too much at work, so they, like, kind of knocked it off. So I didn't know if they'd gone all totally not huh. swearing at all, so I would never swear in front of them, but they said it a couple times in front of me, so I'm like, the gate is open, the gate is open, but I, 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 I don't want to, I still don't think it's right, so I kind of said it, but it's been more like, and you know, and I'm thinking, what the fuck? 
like like that, like such a pussy, just yeah. <laughs> a muted fuck. So um, yes, I muted yeah. out. Like when we were, I was talking actually to my boss like last week, and I we were talking about our exasperation with someone, and I and I said, and I was just like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know, I kind of did it yes. like that, and then like a minute later, she said something kind of racy to me, which she has never said before. So it was interesting that the threshold kind of opened up this new level of communication. Exactly. See, yeah. she hadn't said it before, and then you said it, and then she thought, see, it's it's a, it's a gradual, gradual process. But I, I don't know if it's if I've been here, because I've been in America for nine years now, and at my job for seven years. But, um, but in Australia, it felt like, I don't know, we just swore so much, to the point that when I was visiting um, a few months ago, and I went and visited my sister's work with her, and, you know, met her co-workers and, and her boss, and, like, her boss came in, she's like, oh, this is my team leader, and she's like, and they, and they started swearing amongst themselves so much, and I was like, oh! I was like, how could I be gasping at swearing, but I was, because it seemed like, I, I, I sort of built this up in this way that, like, that just seemed really inappropriate, but in my old job, when I did work in Australia, we used to swear like crazy, and I, I, I can't fully remember how often it was, but I remember my boss telling a story about a, a, a customer he had to call and the guy's name was uh, D-E-C-U-N-T-O and he's like um, excuse me I'm sorry Mr. DeCunto and the guy's like it's DeCunto wow. like, <laughs> wow. he's like insisting it had cunt in it so um yeah, but I just feel like we're, you know, much more freer with that in, in Australia than than, um, than in America. But um, but I feel, I think more than cunt with people, I feel more trepidation uh, saying cunt than fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's so. a nice, it's a, that's like probably the real test metal right there. But um, I was, I don't know if I told you this. Well, I know I told you that John Worcester is, um, like, he told me that Rolling Stone is like interviewed him for being the funniest guy in rock. And, um Oh, yeah. And I go, so I go, oh, I go, oh, are you going to be on the cover? And he goes, yeah. And I go, are you seriously getting the cover? He goes, no, you dumb cunt. <laughs> so, like, and he's the only guy who regularly calls me that, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Me, but um, I, don't, I don't know if many people would even pull that out. I guess not, obviously, because he's pretty much yeah. the only guy that says that to me on any that's kind the of thing, even if you don't... And he's American, so... Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, even when, you, when you're fine with it, it's still kind of a surprise when a guy will call you a cunt at first. You're like, wow, you went there. Yeah. And, um, and actually, and the same thing happens with the word fuck. Like, say I'm, I've just met somebody in, say, perhaps maybe a more professional, you know, way, and then they say fuck really soon after I'm a little offended not like the word is offending me but that they didn't test the waters that they didn't have any they didn't you know <laughs> want to check things out I just like yeah, yeah, what's wrong with you how do you know I'm comfortable with that you don't know me so wow. they didn't <laughs> am I a jerk no, that's it's like fun. it's funny. It's it's interesting because it's um, more of a it just judge assumes of their a lot of you, I guess. Where of at least me. in America, where it wouldn't. Well, yeah, because they're saying they're just assuming you'd be okay with it, and maybe that's oh, more right, of an Australian right, right. thing. And they could be picking up on the fact that you're Australian, and they know that you probably have a different threshold for that. But I don't know. yeah, yeah, I don't know. possibly. I feel maybe like it's, I think I, what I'm offended by is yeah that they they don't give a shit. They didn't even bother to, to test it out. You know, <laughs> clearly I don't care, but that's that's not the point. You don't know that yet. So, God, I'm annoying. <laughs> <laughs> the high maintenance inner workings of girls. <laughs> I know. Okay, so, um, the last, probably like two weeks ago, I was looking around on Pinterest and I came across this picture of John Hamm and oh, it was so dreamy. My God. Why didn't like, you he's it to me? wearing this checked. 
I was going to, I was going to, but here's one of the reasons. I was gonna like post it on your on your Facebook wall. And he's wearing this check shirt and he's got a, he's wearing a check shirt and he has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he's like frying eggs in a pan and it's all domesticated. Is it and, from that episode oh. of Mad Men where he made breakfast? No, no, it's just like a photo shoot. Oh. So it's just like a whole different thing. And it was just, just just fabulous. But I couldn't post it on Facebook because on Facebook I'm friends with someone who's friends with him. <laughs> so you know, woe is me that, yeah, it's hard to talk about, like, celebrity crushes sometimes when you're friends with people who know the people, you know? Yep. Gosh. <laughs> that's such a complicated <laughs> problem to have. But that's, I, I mean, know. like, there's people I wouldn't talk about on here as well, just in case it ever would possibly get back to them, but... Um, right. And you shouldn't have to worry about that. Like, they should be, like, these untouchable people, but with the internet, you never know how they're gonna <laughs> hear about certain stuff, so... Exactly. It's like even though they're famous and you don't really talk to them, it's just weird because this middle person that's in between you and that person, even it, it, it's like you're doing something to your relationship with the person that's not famous by like by um like objectifying their friend. You know, like that's yeah. I think where I feel awkward. So yeah. I wonder if there's a way you like, could. Oh, you know your him. friend that you just have a real human relationship with. I think they're really hot. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's all, like uh, it, I was thinking about this the other day that it's still even though we're in our 30s like when you're attracted and we're married right but when you're attracted to someone you kind of go the other way and um, kind of ignore them oh this is what I do I kind of ignore them and like act like I hate them <laughs> it's so second grade <laughs> or second grade actually but yeah I don't know what that is I don't know if you ever did that but that was always my game like like just to act like I didn't like them and they and it worked. Do you too. mean famous like people or people anybody. that you know in person? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Definitely not famous people, but because I never met any famous people. But yeah, I, right. So I guess that would um, this kind of seems like a more um, advanced version of, of the famous people game where you don't dare talk about right. it. Right. Here, but yeah, no, I hadn't really thought about that. I think I've like I've got such a wall up that I don't find myself having crushes on people I actually know. Huh. And I think that's a, that's a common problem I've had because I think that's maybe why I had no boyfriends in high school because I was too busy obsessing about uh, uh, Michael, you know, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox and Mike Patton and you know Whitfield Crane to to you know to seem interested uh, to any guys that actually knew me and apparently guys did have crushes on me but I think I must have just seen like this girl that's like not in reality so um, I think that's kind of carried through into my adult life. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I just like to be with safe people who can't reject me. Yes. <laughs> the people in my head can't reject me. <laughs> I control them. No. That's right. <laughs> Oh, it's sad. Well, it's not. I don't know. It's, I mean, we all do it on some level. So. Yeah. But there's a real difference between girl crushes and, uh, with, like, the way teenage girls have crushes on celebrities and the way guys do. It just seems like girls just invent these whole, like, yes. they really get lost and obsessed on the one person or a couple people, and it's this whole thing, like, that's my guy, mm -hmm. you know? Territorial, and, um, you have a bit of a future planned out, and the guy could, like, not be more opposite. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Gosh, I remember when my friend Catherine tried to hone in on being a Michael J. Fox fan, and then suddenly had to compete with her for, like, pictures when people would have them from their magazines. I was not having any of that. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> my this was, like, when we were in probably third and first grade, but um, my sister got some kind of Michael Jackson trivia book. This was in like 83 uh -huh. or 84, right? And I'm like, I'm like, you, you let me read that book. She goes, no, because I don't want you to know more about, <gasps> more about Michael Jackson than I do. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
Wow. Yeah. yeah, when um there was this back when Mr. Bungle was really elusive and people didn't know there was not much information about them, you know, pre-internet, and there was this um this VHS of two live shows that my friend had got and I really wanted to see it and she wouldn't let me see it. Oh. She wanted to like she's like, it's sacred and oh. she didn't want because she knew I was, you know, because I think I had was when I would get into stuff, I would go way crazier than anybody else. Oh, so she, right. I think she wanted to keep something away from me because <laughs> I would always go way over the top. And um, and she was into Mike Patton before I was, oh. so I think she was just trying to like hold on to it. So and then and then, and then once I did get way into it, mm. she kind of let the whole thing go, like it wasn't hers anymore or something. Right. So you know, I thought that was odd. That's interesting. But yeah, but yeah. Speaking of these magazines, when my uh, there was. Michael J. Fox was on the cover of this magazine, and my dad got two copies, one for me and one for oh, Bunyan. Oh, so nice. Like, Michael J. Fox is mine, and I was really mad. Right. He was mine, yeah. And she didn't quite, hadn't quite, quite found Tom Cruise yet at that point. But um, <laughs> anyway, but then there was this book at the supermarket for $3. It was like a picture story book of Back to the Future. You know, they have pictures yeah. and the stories all summarized. Yeah, and there was only one copy. So my dad got it, and then Bunyan started crying and wanting to share it. And my dad was like, no, it's her thing. And wow. I was so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yay! Like, Dad acknowledged that, yeah, she was um, just being a bit of a sister on it. Sorry, Bunyan. But, uh, oh, that's anyway. Funny. <laughs> yeah, my sister and I, like, Bunyan. we shared a room and we each, you know, collected Michael Jackson posters, but we, like, had to keep it kind of an even number. Like, if she got an extra, oh. po you know, saved up her allowance and got an extra poster, I had to, like, hurry up and, you know, match her number, you know? And then <laughs> when my racist grandpa came over, we had to always take them all down. <laughs> oh, that is fucked. Wow. Then my parents would be like, yeah, we know that this is messed up, and, and but we just don't want to hear it from your granddad, so we'll just take these down while he's here. God. <laughs> oh, that but was when he still looked black. I must would love to have heard what he said about that. Yeah, me too. I still don't even know exactly oh, what he might have said. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, well, um, now we have a voicemail from listener Michael. Oh, the dog How are you, Dong? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Hello, Stephanie, how are you, Dong? I'm Dong as well as well. Yes, anyway, I just wanted to let you ladies know uh, I enjoy listening to you giggling at each other on your uh, Dongversations. Um, little, uh, little thing of uh, something for Simone. Uh, I would say to talk louder into your mic because you're always a little too quiet. Um, I found out about you two after looking up info on Neil Hamburger, because uh, I'm going to be going to see a show in Buffalo, New York, where I'm from. Um, Simone, do you ever tag along, or tag a dong, as you will? Um, if so, there will be plenty of miniature horses on harnesses to direct people to their seats there. Oh, God! Uh, I'll make sure to... Order whatever expensive that I'm ordering off of Amazon, whether it be a Ferrari, Lamborghini, or something, through your link so that you can make a little bit of money on it. So keep on keeping on, ladies, uh, and I'll keep listening. 
Thanks a lot. Well, well, thank you, Michael. How are you, Dong? Oh, God. Yeah, I want to um, say that that, that was amazing. You scored major points with me by saying, oh, God, like that. That was, that was. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Somebody asked for the me to do an oh, God ringtone, and I made it, but it was too loud. So I'm going to make another one. I should have it just downloadable from the website. The oh, God <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> So I'm going to work on that in the next few weeks. Who I'll asked you to make a ringtone? Oh, a listener of ours did. Um, I forget the, the person now, but I did send it to them. But I, I awesome. made it. I, I, it's too loud. I've got to make it again, and I'll send it to them again and uh, and, and make it for all. But um, anyway, so yeah. So in regards to it being too quiet, I actually had somebody else say that to me. Oh. Um, it's just like because when I laugh, it like, it like it peaks so much that I think I try and keep the overall recording down. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, so I turned the volume up last week, and I think it's better, and I just have to make sure I turn it down on the parts where I'm laughing, so it doesn't, um, shriek and hurt your eardrums. So I was only trying to be helpful and, co and conscientious to the listener, and that's why you couldn't hear me as well previously, but hopefully uh, that shall no longer be the case. Uh, just quickly, to answer your question about me touring with Neil Hamburger, I used to go along, I used to be the merch lady, and I did that for quite some time. Well, at least seemed like a long time. But um, yeah, I got a job, so I can't really go traveling around. If you go someplace good like England, I will go along. But otherwise, yeah, I don't. I don't usually uh, usually go along. So sadly, I will not be seeing you in Buffalo. But otherwise, it would be lovely to meet you. Now we need to talk about the new Nickelback video that stars Jason Alexander that I just saw for real yesterday because I'd seen oh. I saw Tom Sharpling tweeted something about it like like how seeing Jason Alexander playing rival baristas in a Nickelback video was the weirdest thing he'd ever seen I was like haha yeah that that would be weird I thought he was kidding then no yeah. I go on Facebook and I see the actual video what is happening yep. what is that and so you well, said that you had known for months about it Yes, yes. So, um, so yeah, Greg sent me a link to that uh, a few hours before you had posted it, and I had also posted it on my um, Facebook wall. But I had seen um, a synopsis of that thing several months ago because it had been sent to it, it had been sent sent to someone, sent to someone, sent to someone, right. and ended up uh, with us. And anyway. So uh, there was the email, and I'm not going to name the actor that uh, features in the email that I received, because I imagine they sent it out to a lot of people, but um, it says, uh, Dear Blank, I'm writing on behalf of the director of the Nickelback music clip. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The details of the music video entitled Java Love. Java Please note Love. That the band is <laughs> yes. Please note that the band is a huge fan of Blank. And uh, both feel it would be an honor if Blank would bring his comedic genius to trying not to love you. Oh, we God. would like to offer him the lead I'm dying role to of know who this is. I know, I know. Can't say, can't say. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to offer him the lead role of Bud, the main barista character in our story. Another thought is if Blank is interested in playing both characters in the story, we can offer him the additional role of Paolo, the rival Italian barista, battling for the love of the girl as well. It could be hilarious as he battles himself for the title of greatest coffee barista. Oh, it says that? It would be hilarious yes. as he battles himself. <sighs> to be the so, listener, if you're not... If you're not entirely sure what goes on, we'll post this video, even though we shouldn't be promoting it, but it needs to be seen. It does need to be seen. Horror, horror value. Here <laughs> I have the full explanation of the full breakdown of the of the story. This is a uh, uh, the and, and, and oh my 
it is peppered with pictures they've taken off like Google image search of coffee and baristas and like because there's, there's all these different people filling these shots like trying to like this is they found pictures of people in coffee and they're trying to recapture this Why? in the video. Okay. In this hilarious new clip for Nickelback's song, Trying Not To Love You, we are going to highlight the lyrics of the track and add some comedic brilliance and a lot of caffeine to come up with a clip that is very unique oh. and unexpected oh. and one that will absolutely and without question have people talking about this new video. Well, I hate to say it, but that is true. Yeah, mission accomplished. we are talking right. about it. <laughs> the story. Trying Not To Love You is a powerful heartfelt ode to the pain of love, lo of love lost and found and everything in between, but with a bit of a twist. What follows is a brief outline of some of what may transpire in the storyline. Oh my god, I cannot believe this is real! <laughs> I cannot believe you own this, this is amazing. <laughs> the video features our lead character named Bud Ute, your overzealous but friendly coffee barista, a master brewer who spends his days bringing love and coffee foam to all the locals in town. He works at Java Love, a warm and appealing place to stop for a delicious, unassuming Americano or cafe latte. Bud specializes in friendly, frothy smile faces and happy cats. <laughs> I want to let my face off. I can't believe this is real. I know it is so real. Though he loves his work, he loves even more the beautiful Jennifer. That's with a G, she tells him with a smile. A gorgeous regular who almost never misses a day without her superlative brew. Bud dreams of being with her, and though they flirt, he has never worked up the courage to ask her out. We even see a fantasy scene in, uh, in the spirit of the Big Lebowski where she swims in a giant latte blowing foam at him and rolls seductively in some freshly roasted beans! Oh my god! <laughs> but that is all going to change today. Bud is finally going to pop the question. That is until Paolo, the ultra-slick, uber-slimy Italian brewmaster, starts working there. Is as quick with his, his advances as with his espresso tamper and hands over hands an overly suggestive latte foam art creation to Jennifer before swooping in for the kill. He's as quick with his advances as he is with his espresso tamper. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> my, I wish you could see him. My eyes just wide open. <laughs> as you're reading this stuff. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Paolo has crossed the line. His erotic, erotic and heart-shaped foam advances are too much for Bud to take. The glove has been tossed. The line has been crossed. This is war. The brew off. It starts somewhat innocently as each barista shows off with bigger and better and more and more intricate designs, all hoping to woo the fair lady Jennifer. Bunnies, half-moons, swans, planets, and fleur-de-lis are vigorously vigorously artfully and competitively launched at her hoping at her hoping to bring this competition to a swift end but alas two combatants have fought themselves into a standstill there will be only one way to end this once and for all a winner take all battle of the brewers at the local coffee master throwdown when the foam is cleared only one master will be left standing but who the championship the stern-faced judges watch as bud and paolo square off the tension is thicker than a double iced mochaccino. No. Sweat beads no. pour off each other. Yes, yes, yes. Sweat beads pour off each of their foreheads. Finally, the bell rings and the judge yells out, Gentlemen, start your grinders. Fuck me. With the title and Jennifer's love and admiration in the balance, the fight is on and it's a battle to the death. 
all those exclamation points that you hear in my voice are, are written into the... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The end. Bud focused intently on his coffee creations. A bead of sweat glides down his forehead as he methodically put the final touches on his masterpiece. He finishes, relieved and confident. His cup set before him, we can't yet see the design, but what we do see now is Paolo. Bud glances over and to his dismay, his jaw drops at what he sees. Paolo flips Creamer behind his back, spins mugs left and right, and various other incredible superstar athletic and artistic moves God that have damn. the audience mesmerized and crushing the competition. In the meantime, in, in the time it took for Bud to complete one, Paolo has a row of drinks laid out before him. Utterly dejected, Bud watches as the judges approach Paolo's array of drinks. They lean over to reveal his designs. They're all magnificently intricate. The detail is stunning and the judges are immediately blown away. Paolo nods his head and smiles, overconfident now in his work. They now approach Bud's work. He nervously glances to Jennifer, who offers a smile. The judges lean over and look at Bud's mug. The judges make a unanimous decision, awarding the prize to Paolo. As the audience and judges begin to shuffle off, Jennifer merges, emerges from the crowd, walking towards Bud. She smiles and picks up the cup and looks at his creation, two hearts holding hands, and takes a sip. When the mug lowers, a bit of froth is left on her upper lip, got milk style. Bud and Jennifer share a moment as we fade to black. This is that's <gasps> the most horrible thing I've ever heard in my life. I know! I can't I not believe only that's heard real. It, but you've seen it! How do those people you've sleep seen at it. night? Whoever wrote that and made it and oh. I know. <laughs> it's the fucking horrendous. Oh and just the fact that it's and Nickelback is just is just the kicker. I know. Wow. And they're such a cheap and easy target, it seems. But I mean, fuck, they're it so. It just makes it seem more and more surreal because they're such an easy target. <laughs> I'm just like, is this really? I know. Happening? Wow. There's a badness about them that's it's indescribable. It's it's like you're not just picking <laughs> on them because it's easy. You're picking on them because it's really that bad and there's something really wrong that it's that popular. You know. Oh, which reminds me, another obvious target like that is Kenny G. Yeah. And I um, I wrote a blog post about it a, a few years ago, which is sort of like, fuck, I'm incredulous about how much people can enjoy Kenny G and how I feel like I'm being molested when I hear it, you know? And anyway, uh, and then a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, um, my friend Angus posted this link on Facebook with this uh, interview. It was a piece written by um, this jazz musician, uh, Pat Matheny just detailing about what's wrong with Kenny G because he'd like said some stuff about him and I read it and I was like it's like wow that's so true and like I was like this is great this is great and then I thought I should I wonder I should read my Kenny G blog again because it was several years ago <laughs> anyway so I read it I go and read it and I'm looking at the comments and somebody else had given me that link back then and I had said, oh my god, this is so great. And when I read it again last week, I was like, I had no recollection of reading it before. And I felt completely <laughs> senile because it's right there in the comments, me saying how great the article was. Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's awful. It's just awful that my brain is just fried that I could read something like that and completely forget about it. That's funny. Oh, I yeah, Like, I used it's... to have a really good memory and then I had kids. And and now yeah. stuff just blurs together. And I've heard that it was it, that's like a survival, you know, like the instinct to like block out all the peripheral stuff and focus on the survival of your kids or something like that. Like, oh. so there's that. But I don't know. Maybe you just got some. You know, you got a lot of good good links to your blog too. So I've just been that's true. Overridden with true. good information. 
that is true. Let's hope it's true. <laughs> yeah, I fear for my brain's future in any event. <laughs> um, now, uh, at this point, we wanted to uh, give you, the listener, another Would You Rather with the husbands. Do you want to explain it again quickly, Stephanie? Yes, Would You Rather is um, an exciting game that only <laughs> takes two people <laughs> and a boring car trip. So, um, our husbands are both really good at coming up with stuff, and we're not as good, so um, they're hysterical, though. So, we just we decided to have them on and um, make up their would-you-rathers and then present them to us. And uh, when we were, this is when we were in L.A. last month. Um, David and I went down, and we actually recorded it all together in the same room, so Simone and I could ask the questions, like... Would we have to swallow? Would we, you know, <laughs> whatever the disgusting yeah, would Yeah, because oftentimes there's unanswered questions. Yeah, it's not as simple as the initial question. There's follow-up questions that need to be answered. So it was good to have them so we could ask them. So here it is. Yeah. <laughs> is Greg doing one or do I have to do my second one? Already? We'll hear from Greg and we'll go back. All right, so choose one of these. Um, either every word that comes out of your mouth for the rest of your life... 23 out of 24 hours a day will be sung in the voice of Janis Joplin. Oh! So when you... <laughs> you can't have a conversation without it just coming out like her singing, except for one hour a day, and you can pick the hour <laughs> when you can have a normal conversation. So it doesn't have to be, like, you know, 4 a.m.? No, no, you can pick the hour. You've got this one hour a day to speak how you want to speak, but the rest of the time you're always singing like Janis oh. in any conversation. Right. Or for 23 hours a day, and you can pick the one hour again where this where it's an exception. For 23 hours a day, every person you look at, you will only see uh, Britney Spears. Everyone oh. will look like like the oh. whole world is populated oh. with Britney Wait, Spears. So that's for 24 hours a 23 day. 23 hours. hours a day. Then there's one hour where you see people distinguished for who they actually are. But so the rest of the time, not only are you looking at all these Britney Spears people, but you can't tell me from anybody else because everyone looks like what will you be wearing are you wearing your own clothes or britney's clothes britney's clothes oh so i can't even say oh wear your flipper shirt so i know that it's you no it's just (laughs) you're just gonna see britney spears but you can say whatever you want in your regular voice how do they talk communicate do they do they communicate they talk with their regular voices (laughs) (laughs) so you could have normal conversations with me or whoever and you'd be able oh. to talk normally. You wouldn't have to worry about that Janis Joplin thing. But you'd always be looking at Britney Spears, except for one hour a day. Right. And so, do you do you know? Do the other people know that this is happening? Or um, yeah, everybody knows this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and not. They they're, I mean, they're fine with it because they they're not seeing themselves as Britney Spears. They just know that you've got this delusion. Right. And when you sing as Janis Joplin, do they know what's going on? Um. Some do. I mean, if you if you're just going into Seven Eleven to buy a Dr Pepper or something, they don't they don't have the time really to take out of their busy day to learn the whole story about how this happened. <laughs> so, so, but you're welcome to tell anybody you want. You'd have to sing it to them. But you're welcome wow. to tell anybody how this happened. Wow. I think. See, it's a, it's a common. If, if I was the Janice, everyone would hate me, you know. Whereas otherwise, I would she hate. She sold a lot else. of records. Well, yeah, not to everybody though, and I hate her. So I would choose to do that. 
No, because then everyone hates me, whereas otherwise I would hate everybody else. And I would also hate myself if I sounded like Janice. I would want to sound like Janice. I think that would be fun. Oh. To do for 23 hours gosh. a day. Gosh. Well, that would that be would the end of Domitini. I can tell you that. We'd have one hour a day to record because I wouldn't want to talk to you. I would probably pick like my Janice. hour. Yeah. You'd have a chance of winning a Grammy. I know. And dying on my own vomit in the Piedmont or wherever they showed us on the street the other night. That was kind of exciting. Landmark. I'm really stumped by this question. Really stumped. I wouldn't mind seeing Britney Spears everywhere. Oh. Don't you already? <laughs> I mean, I think you have to look at which is much, which is more disruptive to your life. It would be the talking. Yeah. I think. And then the vanity involved in the people not knowing why you're singing like Janice Jopson. I think I picked the Janice. I just wouldn't want to see Britney all the time. I just, I'd, I'd end up hating my life so much. Yeah, I think I'd pick that. And you'd end up becoming like a, like a disability where you have to kind of just... Like a stutterer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you're trying to manage your life, work around your disability. Like Except a, a lot of patient. people love her. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people would be like... Wow, you've got the best voice. I'm so glad you came into our shop. You know, it's so, so nice. So yeah, I would go to those people. I would flock with those people. I mean, that's how you could tell who the safe people are, to use the psychology term. It's the people who would, ex- and I'd who would hate accept all you those in spite people. of your disability. I'd unsafe. hate those people, though, because I'd be like, you're an idiot. I sound horrible. I would be like, I, I sound, sound awesome. horrible. I like you. Thank you for accepting me. You might start to build up a taste for that sound. No, I don't think to. I don't think I would. You would have to. Oh, absolutely. Because all the people with horrible accents, like Canadians, don't know how they sound. Like, they sound fine to each other. Yep. Like, they have built up a tolerance. Yeah. There goes two so. percent of your listening yeah, audience. Yeah, fuck you, Canadians. Canadians. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I pick sounding like Janice, just because I don't want to see Britney everywhere. I hate my life. So I got a new phone a couple of weeks ago, and I'm still figuring it out. Um, it's not an iPhone. It's like a Gal- Samsung Galaxy. or something. I'm not super techie, so um, that's why I haven't figured it out all the way. And I somehow got the wrong text number for our friend Don Cerny, who master artist who drew the dongs on the background of donkini.com. <laughs> anyway, I was texting. <laughs> I thought I was texting Don, and this person I was writing back was saying, "No, it's not me." And I thought it was Don was just kidding. So um, let me read these texts to you. Um, uh-huh. I have them saved right here. I ended up, I ended up deleting it, but um, just for the sake of her number. Okay, searching, searching. Gone. Um. Okay. So this was the other day. Uh, so I text who I think is Dawn, and I go, I hope you're all better soon. Peter Rollins was otherworldly. And so Don, who I thought was Don, replies, sorry, you have the wrong number. And so I go, oh, uh-huh. is this not Don Cerny's AA sponsor? Just like joking, right? And, uh-huh. and the person just wrote back, no. And so I go, oh, I'm sorry. I just have this number listed as dumb cunt in my phone. <laughs> Girl, the person writes back, it's okay. So they're being nice, you know, but I still think it's Don. Uh-huh. So I go, I just... I just um, found this picture of a guy sucking another guy's cock online, and I showed it to David while he was eating, and he got so mad at me. (laughs) 
I still think I'm talking to Dawn, right? And so I think, oh, Dawn's gonna think that's hilarious, right? But no, this person responds, listen, you are so immature. I, I cannot believe that you even know how to work a phone. <laughs> so I think it's Dawn, right? It's Dawn. Yeah, yeah. And Dawn has those students who say that they would literally <laughs> die if there wasn't a Taco Bell in their town. So I write back, ha ha, yeah, yeah. I would literally die if I was as immature as you. <laughs> and no response. <laughs> so I, I didn't think anything of it until today when I went to call her and I'm like, um, I have two numbers for her. Who was I texting? <laughs> I have another thread oh. going with her here. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so I sent a little letter of apology to, <laughs> to that oh, person, God. but if they're smart, they won't write me back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> but awesome. I set up the story that I wanted to tell you anyway about yes. how Friday night we're in here and David's eating something. And and I um, had found, through Connor Habib, who was on Duncan Trussell's podcast, he's like the spiritualist um, writer, teacher, slash gay porn star, and he's really awesome. And he was telling me that he really likes Peter Rollins, too. So we were kind of talking uh-huh. about that, and, um, and then he was tweeting, he was retweeting something from some guy named Bonerific. So, of course, I have to go <laughs> click on that. <laughs> and, of course, this guy's Tumblr oh, is full boy. of porn. And um, so I just, I, I think Gabe Warren is hilarious. So I was, I was just scrolling through it and I found this one particularly hysterical picture of a, one guy holding an acoustic guitar and the other guy's blowing him. And I'm like, hey, David. And <laughs> <laughs> David's got his mouth full. And he's like, mm. and, and he's like, I'm never going to forgive you for that. I'm like, ha oh, ha yes, you will. <laughs> no. um, so we were on our way to a party. I'm like, run in and get some champagne. And he came out with something called bitch bubbly. <laughs> he's like, that's what you get for sharing that to me while I was eating. <laughs> anyway, so I sent the awesome. picture to you on your email and I want to, I want you to open it so that I can hear your reaction. Yes, listen, I got an email today saying, don't open until we're recording. <laughs> And I sent one back saying, okay! So I didn't even open it. So here we go. I'm going to see it now. (laughs) That's good, right? (laughs) It's better than I imagined. I think I pictured it. I think I pictured it sort of more like a a well-shot picture, you know? Like, you know, it's just sort of like more modelly types. But this is such an amateur shot. And, And the guy... Like he's strumming. <laughs> oh man, the guy who's sucking is just sort of like so disengaged, just like his mouth is just on there. <laughs> I like that you noticed the blurred hand. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing. We have to put this on the site somehow. Um, I know, we'll find a way for them to link to it. Yeah, everyone has to see this. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't understand why David wasn't delighted by that. <laughs> you have to save it to show Greg when he gets back. Make sure his mouth is full of something. Yeah, yeah, I will. It won't be a penis, I can tell you that much. <laughs> He'll have gotten all that out on the road. Okay, well, I think that's all we have time for this week. Um, I did want to mention, though, um, during the week, I got um, 
you, Stephanie, and I, uh, we are both on Goodreads, which is a website to sort of log all the books you've read and uh, and books you want to read. I love using it to like mark my to read list, which is ridiculously long and not anything I can manage. I know, but I do. anyway. <laughs> But at least it's there. When I'm looking for something, I just go through that and I've got a million choices. But you also connect with other people, so you get ideas of books from people you know. So anyway, so a listener, listener Sarah, um, friended me on Goodreads, and she was like, I hope it's not weird. And I'm like, no, no, it's exciting. Oh, so um, anyway, so any other listeners, if you'd like to um, friend us on Goodreads, you just look up Simone Turkington or Stephanie Drury, and uh, you should find us. And yeah, and then we can uh, exchange book ideas, like good nerds. Yay. So um, yeah, please, please do that. Um, but uh, that's all for this week. So uh, visit dongtini.com for a link to that um, that guy playing a guitar with a cock, guy sucking his cock <laughs> picture and anything else that pertains to this episode. The Nickelback video, the horrible, horrible Nickelback video. I had to put that on mute to watch it. I couldn't listen to the really? song. It was so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, it was impossible. But um, yeah, also like us on Facebook, write us an iTunes review, and uh, I think that's it. So uh, until next time, bye Stephanie. Bye Simone. Our love is alive, and so we begin. Foolishly laying our hearts on the table, stumbling in. Our love is a flame, burning within. Now and then, firelight will catch us, stumbling in. Where 
writes back. Wait, wait, it's wait, okay. Stop, stop. Got, I can't hear you. So Hello? then I go on I and I go, I found a picture I of a guy sucking you. another guy's stop, dick while stop, he was playing stop. an acoustic guitar and I laughed so hard and showed it to, Dave, showed it to David while he was eating yeah. it and he got so mad stop. at me. Stop, I can't hear you. Oh, you can't? Podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.